2: Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the AI Comic Pod, uh, hosted by myself, Rory Greenfield, and always with Stu. How you doing? Good evening, I'm fine mate. And you? Very well, very well. So um, we're covering 2016 big movies, big comic book movie releases. There's a lot this year, it's going to be a bumper year. Um, after what was a bit of a quieter year last year, bar. Bar Avengers really so um, a lot's been building up to this. There's been a lot of hype, so we're going to cover six major releases. The first, you know, chronological order, um, the first being Deadpool, um, which is out next month, I believe. It is <laughs> February. Massive hype for Deadpool already. I mean, I think we we talked about getting your your pitch and your marketing right. Deadpool has done everything. Release-wise, and um, before being released, that a film wants to do, it's 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 well on course to being a big big hit next month. The the stuff they've done recently,
1: where they've been doing these wind up trailers, where they've built it as a as a, a romance film or, or a rom-com, oh,
2: Valentine's Day special.
1: Yes, yeah, they've been absolutely brilliant. You could almost sort of half believe that it is supposed to be. A romantic film that a couple would enjoy going, and I'm really curious to see if anyone's actually going to fall for it. Yeah, i convinced their own girlfriend to go and watch <laughs> it. What's going to be an 18 or an R-rated film?
2: I saw today. It's it's been not being released in China because no. of its graphic content. So um... I, I don't know if it's been rated in
1: England yet, but they confirmed. I think it was last week that it's definitely rated R in America.
2: That's huge. It I is. mean. I think the last film um, that was rated that extreme of this genre is probably Kick-Ass because it's quite violent. And um, the language as well. Language as well. Exactly. Really the, bold The first language. thing that
1: Hit Girl comes out with, when I first saw that, my mouth dropped.
2: Yeah, me so too.
1: I can't imagine what Deadpool's going to be like because there's going to be F-bombs and C-bombs
2: everywhere. Yeah. I mean, the trailer alone just gives you an indication of oh, what God, yeah. you're in store for. I mean, it's, it's, it's anti-hero superhero stuff, isn't it? It's, At its, its finest.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it really does spit in the face of everything that a superhero film traditionally does. It's not wholesome and pure. It's going to be rude. There's going to be a lot of gratuitous violence. There's probably going to be some kind of a sex scene in it. Yeah. And the, be- the thing I'm looking forward to the most is the Deadpool's most famous thing where he breaks the fourth wall and he's talking directly to the audience.
2: Yeah, it, it's I,
1: just going to be amazing.
2: I was a little bit, I'm a little bit unsure when when films do that, but I think we said before it's it's Ryan Reynolds' chance at yeah. redemption, um, and he's probably the perfect casting. I mean, Paul Rudd probably lifted Ant Man above its expectation levels just because it's genius casting. Um, and you look at the same same idea, and, and Reynolds should do that because his comic timing's always been perfect, and he's just got that that wit and dry sense of humour that basically means he'll be perfect for the part. I'm excited. he's really, really taken to the role as well. Yeah, you can tell.
1: Yeah, you can tell. You can tell tell by the amount of self-promotion that he's doing on Twitter, you get the impression that he's doing it because he's proud of this, not because he's been told by the studio, you know, we've got to make this viral. It's already gone viral based on that test footage. I mean, this film came out because somebody rumoured to have been him yeah. leaked this footage just to get the internet wound up enough to to put pressure on studios to make it happen and it oh, bloody yeah. worked because oh no no it did it really
2: did and that, really that did. test
1: footage is, was just insane
2: I remember it was at Comic-Con where there was a, the trailer was released, Yeah, um, and it was pre-released there before it was about three or four weeks after, and I remember everyone hyping over the worst copy of a trailer I've ever seen, some guy's handicap, you know, ten rows back, shaky kind of footage, but everyone was still absolutely buzzing, you know, and... That's the thing. It's, you don't need a polished trailer for everyone get excited about a film. That, that's quite rare for me. I mean, we'll talk about Civil War, and everyone went crazy over Civil War's trailer, but Deadpool's got a level of hype that just puts it in a different... It's not in the same commercial stratosphere because it's not being aimed at the same market. you yeah. know, made the mass market, but it's got the potential to probably, when we talked about the DC and, and how much, say, the early Batman films grossed, it's got some potential to do that, I think, for me. And Ant Ant's the same last year, really shocked with which how much it actually grows with such a alternative film. It's not in the key Avengers, you know, cycle in it's Deadpool's X Men based, right? Well he he, he sort of
1: he, I've never really read much Deadpool, so any listeners no. who are Deadpool experts, please correct us on this, but I believe he, he sort of sits more on his own. He's always been a mercenary, so he goes yeah. wherever the money is. But he, he he has linked in heavily with the X-Men, but more recently there's been, I believe, a reboot of a very popular pound he did with Spider-Man. Wow. Now, yeah, I did I,
2: know he was linked in with Spider-Man. That's yes, true. I've I think it was that.
1: called Spider-Pool was the, the comic name, and it, it's supposed to be quite good because both of them are known for being quite quick off the mark with the wise cracks and the one-liners and they just bounce off each other yes. because you've got Spider-Man is, you know, uh, with great power comes great expectation. And then you've got Deadpool who cuts people's heads off and shoots people and then makes a hilarious one-liner to really emphasize what he's just done. And they're, they're like the original odd couple. They shouldn't work together, but they no. do. And it's, it's been quite a cult line from what I understand. And you never know, if if Spider-Man takes off maybe in a few years' time, maybe, I don't know, Phase 5, maybe they could even think about integrating Deadpool and Spider-Man together.
2: It'd be interesting if they did that, yeah. I mean, looking at the credentials and everything behind it, Tim Miller's the director, and I think he's not quite first-time, but he was more um, effects-based previously. So he worked on Scott Pilgrim, which... um, any regular listeners will know I'm a big fan of, especially the way it looks and the design of it and the seamless kind of way it's shot so I think it'll be smooth as hell, this film and I think the production value will be really, really good Um, and we've said before, it's nice when I don't know, these these films a lot of people don't always think about the direction and and all the work that that goes on behind it, but it's quite crucial that they, they tend to give younger directors or maybe lesser known directors a chance on these films they don't get the same kind of mainstream directors coming on board because maybe it's not their style maybe it's not what they're interested in but for for a lot of directors
1: this it's something not just a superhero film but this particular this would be a very big risk yeah exactly to state your reputation on a very very rude graphic sexual violent film could be i mean it could be disastrous couldn't it but For for this guy, I've just been looking at his, with you mentioning his credentials, he has done, in the grand
2: scheme of things in Hollywood, he has done nothing. He's a minute, yeah exactly. Um, He's very much a visual um, graphics producer of of background. But that's fine with me because, you know, when you look at the directors that have been doing other films um, we always talk about Josh Whedon but his background isn't huge. I mean, Serenity was quite a big film, Firefly before that, Buffy and all the rest of it. But to give him a budget and give him that kind of cast to work with and Avengers was a bold move. It was a very good move. And it's the same with a lot of, you know, the directors are picking up films. I can't remember who directed Ant-Man in the end after all the Edgar Wright fallings out. But again, a lot of people said that's not going to work, but it did. Um, oh, absolutely. And that's the thing. You know, I, I like the fact you're getting directors and, and we know about the production and the casting and all the rest of it, but um, you get the right kind of directors on board, and I think I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited about Deadpool. I think it's going to be immense. I think it's going to be it's going to be one of those that'll hit pretty hard at the cinema. Like, be a, I, but I think it'll the word of mouth will just kick it on another degree. To be honest, I, I think that this is going to be the kind of
1: film that people who don't like comic book films will go and watch because it's going to be a good blend of. Comic book plus comedy plus action. And it, yeah, I I think a a lot of people probably don't like certain comic films because they're a bit sanitized, because people don't swear if they get shot, and you know, that the violence is quite subdued. Whereas this is going to be, you know, I mean, his main two weapons is a pair of katanas. So naturally, (laughs) you're going to have limbs being cut off. You can have violence. Yeah, there's going to be violence on top of violence on top of violence. So, I think this could be a, a, a big crossover.
2: Yeah, but... I do as well. I mean cause Kickass wasn't it wasn't linked in with any of the major kind of comics or anything like that and and that didn't really then propel it and it, and and they obviously did a sequel that that kind of bombed but um, yeah, that, the original I... Kickass was was quite a revolution for me as well because it's again it's a genre that you didn't expect it's a quite a nice genre, quite family safe genre, maybe twelve, but not not an R-rated film, you know. So I think yeah, Deadpool's gonna be a big hit. And it's coming out early in the year. Um, it's the first major release probably of the year. I mean there's obviously a lot of Oscar buzz around all the other big films that are coming out, but this is quite a good step away from all those kind of heavy oscar intense films which i love but i think it'll be a good bit of light relief and draw the crowds so it would be exciting
1: for for me i I think this is probably going to be my my highlight of the year because civil war is going to be an amazing film anyway but we're already sort of in you know the captain america iron man avengers world deadpool looks like it's just going to come in one film punch you in the face and then just go away but they're already talking now about a sequel before it's even released because the buzz is so positive and it's it's like it seems to be spreading like wildfire wherever it's hard it touches to, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Buzz, buzz is always one of those that I think it can take you either way. For me, the buzz of this film is is all positive because it's all produced by what, could happen it's not falsely produced you know it's you know everyone's getting excited about the trailer because they can see what's going to come from it they're not watching the trailer going Well, that looks that's a bit deceptive I, i'm intrigued but i'm not excited everyone's just going i just can't wait to see it yeah so i think it's gonna be great the next biggest release which is huge um, for dc this year is batman versus superman yeah we are we're both a bit on the fence about this we, we discussed this a bit on the dc pod that we did a couple of weeks ago for me, I'm a little bit unsure with the direction under Zack Snyder just coming off you know, the his style of films, we, we praise Watchmen, um, but I I've always had reservations. I think it's it's very polished cinema. Um and, and obviously talking about, you know, Batman as, as a as a Nolan and as a, a franchise prior to that was always dark, always quite real shot, gritty, edgy. And I think if it's going to go from that to being very polished, very high-res kind of cinema and, and, and very overproduced action, I'm a little bit concerned about it.
1: Yeah, as I've said probably in several other pods, now my, my major concern is the sheer size of the, of the cast. I mean, their script must be like a copy of War and Peace. It, yeah. it seems there's too much going on. So it's Batman versus Superman. But then Wonder Woman comes in. You've got the Lex Luthor subplot where he appears to have created Doomsday. There's even been suggestions and rumours now that Doomsday isn't even the major bad guy. He could be like a decoy and there is somebody else in the background. You've then got The Flash is going to be in it in a very brief cameo. You've got a very brief appearance by Aquaman. I mean, I'm a DC fan, as everyone knows. I've grown up reading the Justice League, and I can't wait for the Justice League film. Yeah, me too. But this is the wrong way to introduce it. This should be Batman versus Superman. They don't need the Flash in it. They don't need Aquaman. I can sort of see the Wonder Woman appeal because she is one of the best, strongest, most powerful characters in the DC universe, and it's about time they did her properly on the big screen.
2: Yeah, exactly. She does need bringing into the 21st century, to be fair. She does, and I, I would love
1: DC to put Superman on the back burner and say, you know what? We've done D- We've done Superman and Batman. Let's bring somebody else in. Let's bring Green Arrow in as the billionaire with all the, the gadgets who's yeah. not really a super, in inverted commas, hero. Let's bring in Wonder Woman as the all-powerful deity who could destroy the world if she wanted to, but she doesn't. And sort of bring it like like Marvel are doing with the Avengers. They've already hinted at the new Avengers. Iron Man wants to retire, Thor has gone away to deal with problems at home, That so they've brought in War Machine, Scarlet Witch, the Falcon. I would love DC to do that and stop relying so heavily on two played out characters.
2: Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? I, I think the fear going into it is that Batman's been done so well, and quite recently, yeah. you know, it's, it's, we're very used to Christian Bale and To nolan's directing style you know nolan writes he produces um he's one of the best directors in the world so going from that to what feels like a popcorn blockbuster film is a concern for me because it's a step to say oh look marvel are making money they're doing well we want a bit of that for me it's not it's not sticking to what principally it's good about DC which is a lot of the characters which you just talked about you know Batman versus Superman is in essence it, it's quite hard to believe I mean we talked about Superman I know the comics stretch quite wildly on this and 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 lots of lots of range and material in the comics but we touched on Superman just being too perfect and yeah I, I still struggle to see how a Batman versus Superman fight is in any realm a possibility but like you said they're throwing too much at it and I think that's a concern. You know, you've got a lot of introduction of characters. Well, that, that's it. You, you can't just throw a character into
1: a film. You've got to give them some level of introduction. Otherwise, people are just going to be bombarded with new faces. Because the majority of casual viewers don't yeah. know who Aquaman is. They won't know who the Flash is. People generally, I would say, will know Wonder Woman because of the old TV show. Oh, of that, course. that was quite yeah. popular. But you can't just keep throwing new characters at people and just expect everyone to know and that this man is get the, on the, board
2: with it. Yeah, you know, the, you it's, know, it's, he's,
1: he's the king of Atlantis. Oh, okay. Well, well, what's his backstory? What can yeah. he do? And because yeah. we
2: we've praised marvel a lot and we always come back to the dc marvel in terms of production on screen um is that the, the dc timeline is is obviously throw it all and then s- split afterwards it's kind of a scattergun approach um whereas marvel was like right we're making iron man that worked well for us obviously making iron man 2 captain america Thor, building up all these characters into an Avengers film yeah, the, the, where the they all come together over,
1: over five, six years which is what exactly. you need to do every film focuses on one character then because they had the brilliant post-credit scenes with Coulson every film just slightly wet your appetite for the next one and you always knew what was coming next but DC are about ten years late on this
2: they are. And I think that's why I said it feels a little bit like uh, uh, cashing your chips in and, and
1: hoping for a big return. I mean, I think they are. They, they must have seen the gate returns on even just off the Avengers and Age of Ultron and well, be thinking uh, if we can get a billion, we're quids in.
2: I think last year alone, if you, you know, a lot of people said it might not have been the best year for cinema. I still think there's been some great releases. But if you talk about the comic book um, genre, you know, last year alone, and not just comic book, the big budget Hollywood genre. So the films that grossed really well last year, Fast and Furious, uh, Jurassic Park, Avengers, Ant-Man did pretty well. You know, you're talking the big, high budget, high return, you know, Star Wars, obviously. Yeah. Um, that Those five films are, are some of the highest grossing films of all time, you know, which... It's, you know, it says to me that cinema is now kind of cued back into mainstream audience. Yeah. Um, For a period of time, you know, 3D came along, people weren't on board with it. Cinema was slowly having issues. Pricing kind of affected people's, you know, decision-making to go or not. But actually, Warner Brothers have probably seen a uh, golden goose and thought, right, let's let's try and get this with both hands and, and just go for it, which... I think they'll have, have thrown the right kind of production value at it. I think it'll look great um, in the sense that it'll all be produced to such a high standard. I'm just not sure it'll look like I expect a Batman film to look. And I'm not sure the scripts maybe will hold up to to, to the way the Avengers have got that kind of subtle kind of edge to it and that kind of level of humour that I think might be lacking from this film. And, and there's a lot of concerns over Ben Affleck, so... Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean my um, my
1: my one last point that I I'd, I'd like to put out there is going back to what you said about the the believability. I've already heard people who aren't comic fans but love comic films and they have been saying exactly the same thing. People have stopped me in work and said, "How can Batman even fight Superman?" Yeah. yeah, I've seen that he's got a suit of armor, but Superman's got heat vision, so surely you can just melt the suit of armor." So already To casual fans, it's got gigantic plot holes that just don't seem to add up. I mean, yes, Superman would never kill Batman, but he could beat the living snot out of him to the point where he would think twice about messing with him again.
2: Yeah, I I think the plot holes worry me a lot. Plus, like you said, I think it's just too much. You know, there's too much subplots. Don't know the real enemy you know, it's going to play out as, as a lot of stories kind of pushed together into one film. Whereas if they'd done it over a period of time and, and been a little bit more relaxed about it rather than going all, all guns blazing, then we might've seen better films come out over a period of time. So as we said, you know, we don't know it's, it's going to be a big release. It's going to be huge release. It's out in March. It's probably going to hit the big film of the, of the quarter really. Um, That is until, Civil War comes out in May I believe it it pretty much segues seamlessly from a film that we've got
1: great reservations over to a film that we physically cannot wait any longer for because May just cannot come soon enough
2: I I literally am counting down the days to this film I've I've not been I don't know what it is about this film because a lot have caught my attention don't get me wrong I'm a big Avengers fan I'm a big Marvel fan I've talked about it a lot of times but this film is the first one for me I just cannot wait for I literally I'm so excited about this film just because the plot line is perfect. I think that's the difference. you know you could see this kind of Captain America versus Iron Man feud kind of beginning to unravel over the last kind of couple of films, the Avengers films, yeah,
1: um, especially with age of Ultron. That, that's that's where you could see the real the sort of conscious divide of. Well, I I want to do it this way, and that's fundamentally against the way you want to do it. And the, the, yeah. the bit in, in Age of Ultron where I think we we spoke about it in our Age of Ultron pod, um, the 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 wood chopping scene where you, you really see Cap, he, he's really got his back up
2: when yeah. when when, Man, when Tony's talking to him, and I do lo- I love that scene when he, yeah. he he rips the wood in half, you know, just shows his, that there's that just that element that. You know, Captain America is is the nice guy, you know, and they know that. But he's also got an edge that we've not really seen yet, um, which we know. are we are now about to see. I mean, there was a bit in the Winter Soldier. There was a bit in the Winter Soldier where he's starting to kind of question his beliefs, and obviously um, issues, you know, with Shield collapsing and all the rest of it. So yeah. um, there's elements in there, but but I think you'll see a, a, probably a slightly darker side. We we loved the Winter Soldier in the film. I mean, I saw From the first Captain America to Winter Soldier was a huge step up in terms of style and script, and just you know, it was it was a it's not it didn't feel like an interim film. It didn't feel like you're waiting for an Avengers film. It's a very very strong standalone film. It was. Um, It it went from. I mean, Captain America
1: was good. Winter Soldier was great. Yes, like you said, it was a huge step up. And second film syndrome takes down a lot of franchises. Oh, it does! But yeah. this was just—it was—it was almost faultless. It, yeah. it really yeah, wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It, it's perfectly. It fit perfectly in with the narrative of the MCU as a whole. It continued the story of one character well, but also then led perfectly into all the films that were coming ahead of it. Yeah. And to to just go back to Batman Superman, we, we've expressed we're concerned about. Introducing so many characters, you look at the roster of Civil War. It's enormous, but every single Huge. one of those characters, apart from pretty much Black Panther, has already been introduced. You know them. You know what their powers are. You've seen the human side of them with, say, Scarlet Witch, where in Age of Ultron she's struggling to to deal with uh, with the situation, and she gets that really good pep talk from from Hawkeye. Yeah, and everyone has been introduced, so now they can just drop Black Panther in there and go right away. You go. There's what twelve, maybe major, major characters.
2: There is, um, but I think the good thing about it is because you know all those characters, they don't have to give them equal screen time as yeah. such. Um, I think you know Black Widow's been extremely prominent in the Winter Soldier and all, all through the, the kind of series for for a long period now. Um, we we both really want. Um, a standalone film, Black Widow film. I, which I really, really do. I'm hoping
1: that DC pushing the button on Wonder Woman... Um, I agree. Side note, if anyone hasn't heard, there's supposed to be some Wonder Woman footage coming this week, which is strange considering they've only just started filming it. But anyway, I'm hoping that DC pushing the button on Wonder Woman might give Marvel that, that last nudge that they need to finally give Scarlett Johansson the film that she's earned
2: yeah and she has
1: in it that's she the thing. Has. And,
2: and her story background is has been told so interestingly because of her and her acting abilities, so I think it's due, but also you know she you know her and you know what side of the kind of rope she stands on um you know the moral compass of of, of most of the major players, so I think the good thing about it is you know it'll be perfectly seamlessly produced as you'd expect um, and, yeah you, you know
1: this is one thing you can rely on. It's going to be produced faultlessly. It's going to look spectacular. This CGI the, the, is going to be the cut unreal. will be
2: perfect as well. I, that's the thing. I, I think with a Marvel film, I don't think there's many times you say it's, it's too short, too long. It's usually no. cut bang on, um, and they and never a, feel long. They never and there's a few like there's a few, few twists to come. I would imagine. I mean, there's obviously rumours of, of maybe a death in the in the in the series, which which would be quite a big thing for for maybe a non Avengers film because. It shows that they've got the courage to maybe do that, but it, it might not happen. We're are obviously speculating, but there is this... a few, there is quite a few rumors now. You've mentioned it. There's the
1: death. There's mm. suggestions of, of Black Panther isn't actually going to be on any one side. He's going to yeah, sort of be. I'm... I've everyone. got that
2: feeling. I've got that feeling. He's kind of uh, linked in slightly differently to to what you'd expect, or maybe the way they introduce it will be quite interesting. And obviously, the big one is Spider-Man um, for a lot of people. Maybe not me and you, but it is for yeah, a lot of people. people because it's it's Spider-Man in a Marvel Disney film, which yeah. hasn't happened. It's always been Sony. Yeah, I said that the rumor is that it's going to
1: be uh, Widow. That she's going to realise she's she started off on one team and all of a sudden she goes to the other. There's also been suggestion that it could be Hawkeye cuz Hawkeye's sort of been brought more into focus
2: with yeah. Age
1: of Ultron he's, he's more in the spotlight now than he was.
2: Yeah, we all we we talked about that cuz I know you're a massive Green Arrow fan, but Huge. actually I know but Hawkeye did surprise me in Age of Ultron because I mean Jeremy Renner is is a class class actor. I think people won't get that maybe from Hawkeye. If you look at some of his other um, previous material, he's he can play quite dark, heavy characters, and, and it's, he, he plays quite a light, Hawkeye's kind of light character, not, not much depth to him, but they showed a different side to it slightly in the last film. So I do think he's got a bit of a part to play. Um, they'll never produce a solo Hawkeye film, because I just no, don't think the depth is there. He, he's um, not a strong enough character. He's not, but he would play a good role if they went back and did slightly younger cut of of, of Black Widow at times and maybe some, some kind of past missions and they went back to something, yeah, so I think I, that, that would play out well on screen.
1: I could, um, I could see them doing that. I mean, that, that's, that that brings me back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which has just been confirmed that um, Bobby and Hunter are getting their own spin-off show. Yeah. I could see exactly the same thing working for uh, Widow and Hawkeye. They've clearly served together. They've been on dozens or hundreds of missions all across the world together, Yeah, that would work quite well. But Hawkeye is just too weak a character on his own to yeah. handle his yeah. own film. But I don't think there's even any suggestions that anyone wants
2: that. No, 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 exactly. But, uh, you We've got enough male superheroes, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, exactly. And, and enough um, storylines to be, to be kicking on for a, yeah. a long period of time. So I think Civil War is going to be... Gonna be a massive, massive hit. Um, like we said already, the trailer hype was just monumental last year. Um I I've never I'm seen
1: on, I think I'm on fifteen views now of that trailer.
2: I was on I was on ten after about two hours. Yeah. I, I literally watched it on the train to work about about half a dozen times. I was just it just looks so exciting. And 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 I'm a big, you know, Bucky fan. I think Winter Soldier was really well portrayed in, in the film uh, as the same title. I think he's gonna be uh, an interesting character to get to know a little bit more and, and of yeah course, i think the fight the scenes questions. the fight scenes are going to be great it's just going to be great and there's one big question will they end civil
1: war how they ended civil war in the comics
2: yeah and i know a bit about that but i'm i'm not we're not going to talk about that it's going to be interesting how they they play it out and there's some big decisions to make I and mean, we've talked about marvel but those two big films, those two last Avengers part one and part two are, are looming. I mean, I know they're not straight away. I know there's other things to play out first, but you know what it's like. They're already in in production. They know what they're going to be doing oh, with yeah, them. They, they um, know, I,
1: I, dare, I dare say they know exactly what they're doing for the next five years because everything is so intertwined with, with everything that's gone before and after it. But I, I'm pretty confident that no matter how they end civil war, it's going to fit, it's going to suit, even if it's not, they've never once said this is an exact portrayal of the comics, all they've said is it's based on it, but they've had to change things because of the films that have come before it.
2: I would always suggest that they would would go it alone to the, the point of, of what would be commercially successful. I think they wouldn't shoot themselves in the foot, they don't need to do anything that would be too detrimental, and we've talked about you know, people with contracts and how many films they've got left, and all the rest of it. So I think there's there's elements that there's still still characters in there that that maybe won't play out quite like the comic books yeah. did.
1: Well, seeing as we've done our uh, our big most looked forward to film, I think we're just gonna stop there for a second, and we'll be back with you in a moment. <laughs> You're listening to the Amfield Index
2: podcast channel. This one. The Amfield Index,
1: the Enfield
2: Index podcast channel.
1: The Amfield Index podcast channel.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite
2: Okay, we're back. So we talked about three big releases at the start of the year. So Deadpool, uh, Batman versus Superman, and then obviously Civil War. There's a few films towards the back end of the year, still some hype over, but maybe not so commercially. So uh, the next film out, X Men Apocalypse. I'm actually, I've been a big fan of the the way they've gone with the last couple of X-Men films. It took a direction that I liked much more than the previous ones. So I, I'm quite excited, actually, about this.
1: Yeah, I've, I've preferred the, the X-Men prequels to the other ones. They're just probably down to the casting. James yeah. McAvoy and, and uh, Michael Fassbender work so well together.
2: They... And that's, that's a class above it. I mean, I, I'm not saying, I just think you're getting the young, you know, Fassbender's got a hell of a career now and he's going huge, huge steps, but I've always loved McAvoy. I think he's, he's got the right kind of charisma to play that role. Um, and I think the old ones just played out with the same actors for all a bit too long and we needed, it needed freshening up. I think Jennifer Lawrence certainly adds to that as well. Yeah, she does. She's already
1: said that she's pretty much done with the franchise now, and it, I think you can understand why. Because Mystique isn't exactly one of the uh, one of the major names. No,
2: it's not key or anyone like that.
1: No, know. I mean she she's never going to get her own film. They're never going to make a Mystique film, and her career has taken her off in a completely different direction. She's now pretty much an established a lister, isn't she? She doesn't. She's huge. The Marvel films anymore to get her name out there.
2: Yeah, and she's probably in terms of franchises. I think she's probably had a fill with Hunger Games as well. Yeah, because that's that's quite a big part of her career. And we mentioned before, she's only twenty-five, and while she's been producing X Men and Hunger Games, she's been going off and doing quite good. What would be known as kind of indie films compared to these these franchises, um, and winning Oscars and getting Oscar nods for them. So, you know, she's got great working relationships which is quite rare for a, an actress or an actor to be able to go from the entire mainstream to, to kind of uh, smaller budget indie films and still be commercially successful in the eyes of of Oscars and the Academy and, and just in public eye and awareness. So I think you're right. She She's probably ready to move away from it. Um, Fastbender might be similar, you know, but he's probably signed on for a, a, maybe a little bit longer. But he's also been launched into a kind of huge... You know, career.
1: They've both really outgrown the franchise, haven't they? And yeah. the, the, the sort of money, that they can't be paying them sort of Robert Downey Jr. money where you're talking $50 million. Oh, it,
2: certainly not.
1: The X-Men films, I don't think they're going to generate the sort of money where you could afford to pay them like that, but they again have got quite a big cast. So they do. It, it, I think that after this film, and they've also got to face the the loss of Hugh Jackman, because I mean Hugh Jackman's only got his Wolverine solo film left to do, and then yeah. he's he's hanging up his claws. Yeah, so I'm it's very the same interested. with a few of
2: them. Yeah, there's a few characters in there. I mean, it's um, done well for Nicholas Holt's career. Um, yeah, very. He, his career continues to grow. I still see him as a future in. In comic book films, because he he's he's got a kind of face for it. To be fair to him, um, and he's he's done extremely well. I, I know you've not seen Mad Max, but he's got a really good part in that. And he's a busy, busy you know actor. He's in a lot of films these days, so he's, he's um, quite a director's dream by by most accounts. And there's some good actors in this film. Um, Brian Singer's back directing it, which is an interesting move because he did uh, some of the original X Men films so I think the approach to it you know might be a little bit different again it's difficult to say how this will play out because I loved X-Men as a kid Um, the cartoon series in particular they had some brilliant characters and we're going to go and talk about Gambit briefly later but they had some really good plot lines and some really good characters and and they all had really cool abilities and, and it was one of those I always hoped would would live up to the expectation but i think it's been a it's been a hard ask of anyone who's been involved in any of the x-men projects because some people love them but they've generally fallen a little bit flat and they were out quite a long time ago they're out early 2000s you know those kind of eras so it was probably a good time to to kick start into into kind of that kind of franchise but although they produced a lot of films, it feels like it's becoming a little bit tired and you just wonder what direction they're going to go in, if they're going to keep pushing the same lines or, or maybe they'll they'll move it into a different direction. So, Yeah, I, I sort of
1: hope that they're going to sort of draw a line under it and, and leave it as it is, because yeah. I'm the same as you. My, my first exposure to X-Men really was the cartoon and it was absolutely superb. The first... Maybe three seasons of that were very good, but the la- f- the fourth and fifth season were terrible. Yeah. There was one really bad episode, which I've got forever burned in my brain, where Wolverine, obviously, we know he's been around for decades and, you know, he's oh, he yeah. served in countless wars. And there's one of them where they take him back and he recounts a time when he served with Captain America. And okay. it was just stupid.
2: Yeah, so, I can imagine. I can imagine. It's, but, by, it,
1: but by the time um, Hugh Jackman packs it in, he'll have he'll have been Wolverine for fifteen years. That's so, that that's a long, long, long time to play one role, especially. No disrespect to Hugh Jackman, but especially at his age.
2: Oh yeah, I mean the guy. I, I always give him a lot of admiration. He's an in incredible shape. And, he, oh, he really. You is. know, and he really does put a lot into these films. Um, and and some of the standalone you know, Wolverine stuff's quite good. It's just, it's quite a wooden part to play, do you know what I mean? And yeah. and, and that's the problem. There's a lot of, you know, the, the new films have, you know, breathed a kind of a younger, fresher approach to it. But I, I still think it's going to get eclipsed. And in terms of its release, I think it's still out in May, isn't it? Um, yeah. Probably towards the end of the month. I think Civil War will just be steamrolling it. I just think they've got big problems to, to try and live up to, you know, Civil War will probably kick on like Avengers did and just you know, probably six to eight weeks at the cinema and, and and be quite strong throughout that time, I would imagine um, and I think X-Men might struggle a little bit to, to compete if it was a later summer release maybe it would have done a little bit better but, you know, I'm sure they've timed it and they, they knew when you know Civil War was coming and they hope they've got a film that will live up to expectation. The others have done quite well in recent times, so we'll we'll wait to see how it plays out. But I don't think either me and you, it's certainly not the first film on our list for this year anyway. No. I mean, when, when you look at it like that, it
1: comes out in the same month as what could be one of the top three Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Yeah. That's a big gamble. Because a lot, a lot of people are going to go and watch Civil War two and three times at the cinema.
2: Yeah, you'll be there at least once a week.
1: I, I'll be there. I'll go at least probably twice, depending on, you know, yeah. who wants to go to which, you know, which showings and what have you. But it it does seem strange when when you look in terms of the comic releases to have February, March, May, and then there's nothing after May until August. I just wonder if they could have done it end of June, start of July, it might have had a bit more of a fight in Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I think start of the summer holidays, end of July I might have kicked it on again, to be fair. Um and I don't think by all accounts the trailers have, have created that much hype about it. You know, yeah, so no,
1: positive. Like like you were saying before, that all the, the Deadpool hype has been a hundred percent positive. There's been a, a huge mixed reaction to a a trailer can, trailer can go
2: work both ways i mean that the late star trek trailer has left everyone absolutely incensed um and that's what we said about positive or negative buzz before you know if they get the buzz right and they, they're subtle and clever about it and use social media in the right ways you can just build huge expectation to a film yeah and, and no matter what that the, the critics release which they obviously um Put a block on until about a day before these days. No matter what the critics say, you're going to opening weekend, first week, you're going to get huge, huge audiences if you market it right. And I think Civil War will live up to those expectations. But it'll do great, no matter what. It really will. I mean, going back to the Apocalypse trailer, the there
1: have been some some positives. I mean, you can clearly see there's another progression of Magneto. He's clearly now getting to grips with his powers. You've got the, the arrival of the four horsemen, which features Archangel, one of my favorite Archangel's X-Men great. characters. Yeah. Psylocke, one of the best characters in, in the X-Men universe by a mile. And yeah. Olivia Munn looks like a fantastic appointment to play her. Yeah. She's agreed. got the look and she's been putting up a lot of videos showing the martial arts training, the swords yeah. training that she's been doing. So she's really taken to the role, but it's called X-Men Apocalypse. And the depiction of Apocalypse has left a lot of people drawing parallels with the Power Rangers. And that's not what you want for a big, supposed Hollywood blockbuster.
2: No. Let's move swiftly on. So the next big one is August, as we said, um, and that's Suicide Squad. Now, unlike you,
1: I am actually quite looking forward to this. I think this could be the Ant-Man of this year. I think this could be the one that people go into expecting very little... And coming out with a lot.
2: Can you really get on board with that Joker? That's the I,
1: question. That's the problem. I can't. I don't like the way he looks. I don't like the way he sounds. And I don't even think the film needs a Joker. It looks as though the Joker is in it to yeah. give Harley Quinn's backstory. Anyone who doesn't yeah. know, brief spoiler warning, but it's not really much of a spoiler. No. Harley Quinn starts off as a psychiatrist in Arkham Asylum. The Joker, over, an, over a period of time, he gets into her head and he twists her mind and she falls for him. And they seem to be doing it more down a torture route. We, we yeah. don't actually know that scene where he says, I don't want to kill you, I just want to hurt you really, really bad. We don't know if he's talking to Batman. There's been suggestions it could be Robin. It looks more likely that it's going to be Harley.
2: Yeah, and yeah, the, it does.
1: The, the other problem is, other than Killer Croc, who I would class as being a sort of medium well-known Batman villain. A medium. lot of those other characters probably aren't going to be that familiar.
2: No, that, certainly that, not. I mean, casting-wise, it's pretty good. You know, is it Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, which um, I think is going to be excellent casting. She's she's doing well with her career. Um, we talked about directors. David Ayres actually a really strong director for me his last few films he's worked on there's a great Christian Bale film called Harsh Times which everyone should check out about 10 years ago um, quite a dark gritty film did a film called End of Watch which which I adore which is a kind of LA police cop drama uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and that really kind of dark real. It's quite gritty. And that's what I said about Zack Schneider in comparison. It just worries me a little bit. And then he did the um Fury, which is a pretty good army film release, which was out uh, a couple of years ago. He's he's a good director and, and he's he's not done a film like this before, so I think he could go could go either way, in fairness. Um, but he's working with a strong cast. I think it's got scope. I do think it's got scope. I'm just from what I've seen so far, I'm not overly enamoured and and we talked about Joker portrayals um, so well, Jack Nicholson, and so well um, by Heath Ledger. I just, I just worry. I just worry about it. It just feels... It's unnecessary, really. It's unnecessary, and, and I'm just not sure about it. But I do think it's got a lot of scope. I think at the time of year it's been released, I think it'll do really well. Yeah, um, it's definitely
1: got that in its favour. It seems to be coming out at the time when there's traditionally a bit of a lull
2: Yeah, it's in August and it's a good time, summer holidays, you know, I think it'll do pretty strong and I think Batman versus Superman will do extremely strong as well actually I think despite what we say about them which is it's, it means very little in the grand scheme of things but what we say you know I think people are on board with these films I think people are quite excited about these films Um and then they're that kind of Batman subculture is always going to do pretty well to be honest because yeah. it's Batman and, and everyone loves Batman in, in every context you know I, I remember doing a, a brief poll on our uh, on our Twitter account at AI comic pod, yeah, you know, um, yeah. Um, I remember doing one, you know, Marvel versus DC, straight up, you know, um, and 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 obviously, I think Marvel won, yeah, sixty forty something like that. But someone said to me that you know Marvel for its production and and, and films and things, but DC have got Batman, and 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 Batman's the best character kind of thing, and it's like yeah. I, I I get on board with that because it's no one is cooler than Batman when it's done well. Do you know what I mean? He is the epitome of of what all children kind of love and stuff and and, and Gotham and the style and everything. Everyone knows and loves it. So, you know, I think Suicide Squad plays into that. And then does this link into Justice League next year or is that?
1: I don't really know. I think it's it's inevitable that it's going to link in in some way. But yeah. th- there's a bit in the trailer where you see the Joker and Harley are driving around in a sports car and you see Batman on top of the car. But nobody really knows if that's Ben Affleck or if it's just somebody else playing an un- a sort of un... Yeah, so that
2: surprises me. Yeah.
1: But it, it seems the, the inclusion of the Joker and the sort of glimpse of Batman seems, again, it's DC using their crutch rather than giving these characters... The, the freedom to stand on their own two feet and use their own strengths. And some of these characters are genuinely very powerful. I mean, yeah. you've also... We, we haven't even mentioned Will Smith.
2: No, no, I mean, no. Will
1: Smith is a huge draw for whatever film he's in. But I, I forget who it was. I was talking to somebody on Twitter about it, and I'm sorry if you're listening because I don't know who it was. And they mentioned a very good point, that the film seems to be relying so heavily... On Harley and uh, Deadshot, on the the two strongest individual actors. Yeah, and the rest of them do sort. Although they're supposed to be a team, they sort of more feel like supporting characters.
2: And yeah, I think, I think it'll play point. out that way. I think it'll play out that way. I think that's the concern, isn't it? Again, again, like we said before with Batman versus Superman, it's a lot of characters being introduced at once, and obviously Suicide Squad or a squad. It's it's the way it's going to play out, but if they don't do it well enough. You'll get to know a couple, and you won't know the rest of them. And it's nice to see Harley Quinn being brought onto the screen because yeah, she's you know, a chronically, chronically underrated character. She's oh, she's great within all the game franchise as well. If you have played any of the the, the Batman games, um, absolutely, Dark, Dark Knight games, she's excellent throughout those. Um, really well voiced. Um, the Joker is quite similar to the the, the gaming Joker, um, and Mark Campbell voices that in the in the Batman games. Yeah. Um and. I just, I, I am, uh, Jared Leto is a good actor. He plays quite extreme parts and he's he's been brilliant in recent sure. films. D- Dallas Buyers Club, is he's just superb. It's it's a really different approach um, for any actor to kind of go that way and he, he won an Oscar for it, I think. So you've got to look at it, is it on paper a good casting? It's just that Joker. I'm just not sure it'll work. Um, but maybe they just thought, We've had Heath Ledger produce the performance of a of a lifetime. Can we just go the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of the Joker and do the traditional kind of comic book style? Yeah. Joker. You know.
1: But so, do, do you know who I think is going to be the standout performer of it? Go for it. I think it's going to be Cara Delevingne.
2: Yeah, I I spotted her name actually. I think you might be right. I mean, I, I'm I'm a big fan of hers
1: anyway. Because she's seen, she's one of these people. She doesn't take herself too seriously, considering she's a supermodel. Yeah, she's more than happy to take the piss out of herself.
2: She is. And she there's, is.
1: there's even been suggestions that even though she's billed as being a part of the Suicide Squad, she could actually be the major bad guy. I, I yeah. must confess, I don't know much about Enchantress as a character, but no. she's supposed to have a huge wealth of power, sort of very spiritual and mystical, otherworldly powers. It so. would be a
2: big ask for her to hold a film, though, because it she's was. very young. She's quite inexperienced, especially in this style of well, film. it's only really her um, second film. I think it's the, the only other one that She's done Paper Towns, Paper Towns recently. Yeah. Um, and it was good in that. And, and, yeah, like you said, you know, she's confident, confident young actress. I think she's got, you know, a, a huge career. But I think Margot Robbie might be the one. And Will Smith is Will Smith. He's very charismatic. And, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, I mean, Ben Affleck's build for the cast so um but i don't know if that's right, okay but he's built, so we will see it would make we will sense if,
1: if you're introducing a film which has batman's greatest villain and batman's greatest villain's girlfriend yes it sort of works that you've got to have ben affleck as yeah Batman it does for at least five ten
2: minutes yeah, it does. So I think I think it'd be good. I just I'm just not entirely convinced just yet. But director does excite me, and I know I keep banging on about directors. But if people don't realise how much of director plays a part in a film, it's it's just so crucial. And and casting aside, I, th- I think it's I think it's got it's got a lot of potential scope and I think it might be a better film than Batman versus Superman in terms of for me anyway. So we will have to wait. I I
1: think that's a good show. I I think I'm probably going to enjoy suicide squad more than Batman versus Superman because I'm going to be going into it with low expectations. Yeah. And then, if you go in with low expectations, you leave yourself open to being so yeah. massively surprised. We've we said that
2: before, like Ant-Man did that for me, yeah. and, 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 and the kind of smaller, you know, Winter Soldier did that for me. I literally wasn't expecting to be knocked out the way I was by it. So I think and Guardians of the Galaxy, exactly the same. You know, a film that I didn't expect to have, you know, I know it got hyped to the rafters, but I still didn't expect to love it the way I did. And I think that's the thing with films. If you go in, you know, Batman versus Superman, I've got very low expectations for that so might knock me off my feet, but I just I just can't see it at the yeah. moment. Right, moving on. We've got a couple left to cover. Gambit, which is is still builders coming out in October, but I really don't think I, it'll I, come out this year.
1: I don't see how it can. There was a lot of contract problems last year getting... I think the they, were, they, they struggled, struggled getting Channing Tatum locked down. He's a very busy uh, guy. <laughs> he's, he's a busy man. And then I think... I can't remember whether it was the writers or the director, they were struggling, and they only got it ratified in about November. So I don't see how they can do all the pre-production, film, and then do all the post-production and all the important, the hype, the the marketing talk and all the rest of it in less than a
2: year. But they are, I mean, they're they're pretty adamant about it. It's it's difficult to... Yeah, I, I keep checking too because if we talked about the X Men series earlier on, the cartoon Gambit was pretty much everyone's favourite. Yeah, he um, was he, character. He had it,
1: just going back to his power. He had yeah. a great power, and I always used to think great how how funny that would be. Not just so you could blow things up because he used to use it as a prank, didn't he? Like when he was he playing, did. There was one where he was playing cards and he just charges a card with enough energy so it sort of explodes in. I think it might have been Wolverine's hand. It's just a bit of a prank, but then he can do that and then he can, he could blow up a wall if he wants to.
2: He's athletic,
1: he's quite strong, he had the sort of on-off, almost sort of relationship with Rogue, which was always
2: quite good. Yeah, and his weapon was great. He had a staff, yeah, didn't he? Staff. Which he was excellent with. Um, but yeah, the ability to just explode cards and, and explode anything was just... And he was charismatic. I think the thing about X-Men, which we said, there's quite a lot of wooden characters in the yeah. X-Men genre. We talked about Anna Paquin being I so was wooden I just going to can
1: I just st- stick the boot in on Anna Paquin one more time? Uh, one more time, yeah,
2: <laughs> always. And, you know, that's the thing about it. Whereas he is the charismatic. I think Channing Tatum... It, it, it's probably good casting. You know, I think he works better with a sidekick. I think he's really good in, in 21, Jump Street. He, uh, the w- one of the worst films of last year, uh, Jupiter Ascending didn't work at all. So if this is going to be a big release, whether it's this year or next, it needs to be good for him in that sense. I mean, it's not going to slow down his career, but you can't keep producing bad blockbuster films. No. Do you know what I mean? So, Yeah, I I will be amazed
1: if this comes out in October, absolutely amazed.
2: I'd I'd be pushing it back to even the the October following. I think it's that far away. Um, I'd be shocked because, like we said, I mean, we've talked about things and how long they take to get ready at times, and they can take, you know, years' films. I mean, these films, they like to produce quickly, they do, but you've got to get it right they can't botch it and they can't do it quickly and rush it the film that's taken a long time to 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 come to to the fore is our last film we're going to cover um which is dr strange yes i mean the, the the major headline out of
1: that is benedict cumberbatch everyone that i know loves benedict cumberbatch for obvious reasons he's superb he's absolutely brilliant He is in, in the grand scheme of things, as far as Marvel goes, he is one of the most character, one of the most powerful characters out there. My concern with this is a similar concern that I had with Thor. I wonder if having a guy who is, for all intents and purposes, you know, he's a magician, he uses magic and mystical forces and what have you. I wonder if it might be a bit much for people. I think people more believe. Science like Captain America and Iron Man or normal people like Batman. I don't know whether a guy who goes away and is is taught these mystical arts is going to win people over, but it should do. Because Doctor Strange is a fascinating character with an incredible backstory with some really good villains as well. So if people take to it, it should go down very well.
2: I think it'll go down well. I hope um, it does. I think Cumberbatch is, is probably the perfect casting for it. Doctor Strange is physically. He looks. Yeah.
1: He, all he was missing was the facial hair. That, that's it. That's all he needed. And as yeah. soon as those promo pictures have come out now where he's got the iconic cape, the facial hair, it's, it's perfect. It's like Chris Evans. As soon as Chris Evans put on the suit, he was Captain America. He didn't
2: need... Anything else doing? No, exactly, and and it's a little bit like Danny Junior as well. To be fair, Yes. Yeah. The, the perfect Tony Stark, and um, and that's the thing. It's casting when done right. I mean, everyone loves Sherlock. Everyone loves Cumberbatch's career and where it's been headed. Um, he plays an excellent bad guy, especially in the, the Star Trek film. But he he's gonna be it's gonna be immense. Doctor Strange is most people's. Kind of favorite comic of that generation for a lot of people it's it's a character that everyone kind of loved at the time and and I think most people have been waiting a long time for doctor strange films, like the yeah. hardcore fans you know so it, it, I think it's been
1: it's been asked about for a long time, but I can see why they didn't do it if they'd done this before the MCU really kicked off, oh, it, it would have it wouldn't flopped. Have
2: worked. It would have flopped. It would have, you know, we talked about flopping films previously and, and, and when films are done at the wrong times and, and at the wrong periods, you know, Green Banton, especially Yeah, fantastic Four fits into that because again, they just don't know when to deliver it and when to produce it. And, and obviously make a botched job of it every single time they even try. And that's the thing, you know, you, you've got to get a film released, right. And I think it, it's the right time for Dr. Strange film. I think the casting looks good. It's certainly um, the right time in terms of trying to
1: take the Avengers away and introduce the new Avengers. There's no reason why they couldn't introduce Doctor Strange into that universe. But I've just looked now; the the original idea for a Doctor Strange film has been in development since the 1980s.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's been
1: that long that they've been batting this idea around. So they've. Pl- I mean, we say about Marvel playing the long game but that's playing the long game to a whole different degree. Yeah,
2: it is. It is. And it's one of those that it's the back end of the year. It's the last probably big release of, of this type. Interesting casting as well. I mean, Tilden Swinton's in it. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, who's, who's a really good actor. Rachel McAdams, who's having a great career at the moment. Um, it's going to be, if it works well, it's going to be really good. The director is just on horror films. From what i can see right um which is quite interesting so um the the exorcism in 2005 sinister so there's two various films of that nature but you know quite quite dark films so it'd be quite interesting to see where it goes with with the director it'll be dark i think darker than we'd expect yeah
1: um, it, i think it needs that darkness though when, when you're talking about I mean, anyone that doesn't know, Doctor Strange starts off life as an actual doctor. He's a surgeon. He has an accident. His hands get crushed so he can no longer operate. So yeah. it, it, it already starts off with quite a dark backstory. You know, he's got this tragedy. Then he goes away into oh, the Himalayas or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and he yeah, learns yeah. off the ancient one who I think that's what Tilda Swinton is playing. And he, you know, he, he learns magic and, mystical powers and what have you and he, he get he ascends to, to this supreme level. So yeah. uh, having somebody I can I can see the logic of having somebody who's come from a horror background who's gonna kind of have specialized in building suspense and it's not always about the things you do see, it's sometimes the things you don't see. I can I can yeah. see the
2: logic. Kevin Feig says the concept behind it is is inspired by the Matrix. Can't go wrong, um, yeah. and the fantasy works of Stanley Kubrick, um, which which is pretty exciting. If you if you build it in that that format, it's going to be exciting. I think it's it's going to work really well. Um, there's rumours that Scarlet Witch might be involved, which would be interesting. Doctor Strange's apprentice in the film, which yeah, which would link it in quite well.
1: Um, I, I couldn't tell you if that's a thing that's ever happened in the comics, but. No it makes sense
2: do we know where he links into do you think he links into thor or uh, anything within that I, realm going forward or we're we not sure i could not
1: tell you but again i don't see any reason why not cuz thinking about it logically if you've got you know if you've got the the sort of embodiment of gods who actually turn out to basically just be aliens yeah but i don't think it's that much of a leap to go from cosmic forces to to that kind of thing so Doctor Strange could link in with a number of the franchises.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, you mentioned about the '80s and stuff. Um, yeah. it was uh, in the '90s. It was it was billed to be directed by Wes Craven, so right. I think it's had that kind of horror genre put behind it for for quite a while, actually. Yeah, so that's be, quite interesting. It that. is interesting. I, I think it'll be good. I, I'm quite excited about it. I think
1: I, I'm looking forward to it. I was always looking forward to it, regardless. But yeah. when they said Bennett. The the rumour was always Benedict Cumberbatch.
2: Or whacking Phoenix, which would have been um I think either batshit crazy or or incredible. Um, I, I, I wouldn't have been
1: as excited. But when when they announced Cumberbatch that yeah. nailed it down for me, that that was just one of those things where whether they always had him in mind anyway, or whether they have sort of half listened to the public and gone, you know what? They're actually pretty spot on on this one. He could
2: probably do this. I think he's. Really well. I think he's perfect in the sense that if you watch Sherlock, he, he's if he even delivers anywhere near that level. Obviously, a different level of mistake and, and style, but. But that kind of poise of delivery and and, and telling of, of, you know, lines and stuff, I think he's just going to be excellent. I think I it's going to be great.
1: It's the, the poise. He's very grandiose. There's a lot of – it's very oh, dramatic, is. isn't it? So yeah,
2: he, is, he I, is. I
1: can't see him, even if the film stinks, which I don't think it will, I can't see him personally being a failure in it.
2: No, Whatever I, happens, I, I think don't, he I will don't portray think it well. I, think, I don't think a Marvel film will, will ever really – will ever really suffer i think that they they've got too much riding on it always to get it right um it might not live up quite to the bill that that maybe the other big films this year do but it's later in the year it's going to be out you know late october early november so it's, it's going to be different in terms of its release it's not going for the main markets which are early in the year so i'll be you know i'll be excited about it i think it's going to be good I think film-wise, we're done. So there's some big releases coming out this year. Um, We haven't talked television. We're both excited. We're going to be talking about Netflix um, productions with Marvel, probably when we talk about Daredevil and Jessica Jones in a few weeks' time. But obviously, there's more to come in that genre. Uh, There's more Flash to come. It's more Green Arrow. and. There's some really good stuff coming out this year in terms of the TV development. Um, Marvel, uh, Netflix want to take Marvel as far as they'll let them, basically. So I think there's going to be some good stuff, you know, spin-off stories for for all types of characters. So I think I think we're going to see more great TV coming out this year. But in terms of film, there's some big, big releases. I think Civil War will, will be the, the, the victor by the end of the year. But I think Daredevil... You know, by its very nature, will win over the hearts and filthy minds of the rest yeah, of us.
1: I, I think you're absolutely right. I think Deadpool will be the moral victor, but Civil War, I can see doing maybe not to the degree that Star Wars did it, but I can see oh, no. doing the same thing. Where it's going to be maybe into in a in a comic book setting, it's going to have. A really high opening day then an opening weekend then its first week then its first month then yeah. how quickly it reaches you know a quarter of a billion and what have you
2: i think it will do well batman versus if might surprise me and you because i don't think it'll score that well i don't think it'll play out that well but i think it'll it'll bring the audiences um and then it tails off a bit i think x-men will struggle personally yeah it, um it, the, the year does seem oddly stacked i mean the, the... But, it does. It does seem oddly stacked. Yeah. There is a, there isn't, they've all gone for the first half of the year, really, the big hitters. So I, I think it'll be interesting to see. Suicide Squad might might have a good time of, of year to be released and do well, to be honest. So I'm expecting, I'm expecting it to do... I think that's a good thing with these films. We talk about expectation levels. I think we're both hyped over Deadpool and, and Civil War, but maybe less so over the over the dc films so maybe the dc films will take me by surprise for once you never know you never know but we 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 think we do (laughs) yeah um that's great so we'll we'll be back soon again um we're going to talk guardians galaxy soon going to talk jessica jones soon um lots of great guests and, and and things coming up we want lots more interaction as always. So do follow us at AI Comic Pod. Happy to, to interact, happy to get people on board. Um, we're really loving all the, the responses and the feedback so far. It's been really good for us. Yeah, it has. It's been, hopefully it's been mostly positive. We haven't seen any
1: snide comments, which is Not good. Yet. So please do share us around. If you know somebody who's into comics, maybe point them in our direction. If you've got any suggestions about things that you'd like to hear, because this genre is pretty much endless but if there's anything that a lot of people want to hear we can always do a pod for it
2: we can and we can do a bit of research as well you know we've had some suggestions to some slightly alternative things and we will take it in certain different directions um, it's not always going to just be about mainstream releases yeah absolutely good stuff thanks very much guys yeah thanks everyone